Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Your Podcast or Mine. And on this episode, I'm speaking with Aaron Peterson, the creative mind and editor of the podcast, The Hollywood Outsider. So uh, thanks for joining me on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Sounds like fun. I, I'm I'm glad that we finally got to speak. Uh, we initially scheduled it, oh gosh, uh, months ago, but there was a hurricane, uh, impending hurricane coming to Florida. So unfortunately I had to uh, cancel. So, but uh, the house is still standing and uh, I'm glad that we're finally speaking today. So uh, I appreciate the, that uh, you agreed to come on the show. Yeah, you picked the one excuse I can't, uh, I can't say, oh, right. I'm like, I got a hurricane. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to swallow that one. <laughs> yeah. So now, now that no excuse. Um, so basically, the Hollywood Outsider is a Selman television podcast with reviews and discussions and entertainment. I just, uh, I was listening to several of your podcasts, but I just got finished uh, listening to your marathon. Uh, <laughs> uh, discussion about the the films and television of uh 2010 to the current time your your favorite films and and tv shows so wow that that must have been like <laughs> you probably needed to get uh, hydrated after that show huh <laughs> yeah that, that was a lot longer than we expected because we we did tv and film in the same episode and we probably should have broke it up but what are you going to do hindsight 2020 well it, it was a fun show anyway so um so why don't you um, start with a little bit of background about yourself and the podcast, how it it came to uh, concept and, and being. Oh, uh, how how far back do you want me to go? It's been on for eight years. I don't know how like how much history you want. Well, give it's, as much as you like. I mean, okay. I have an hour and a half, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Uh Originally, what happened was I uh, ran a website. I started a website way many, 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 many years ago called Let's Talk About Movies, and it was kind of very similar to Ain't It Cool News in in that respect. I don't know if you're familiar with that one or not. Um, and as we went on, it just it just became too much of a hassle to try to keep up with, and really, you know, a lot a lot of bloggers were starting to jump in to the foray so it really just became you can't keep up so why bother and then i changed it to hollywood outsider uh, a little bit later when i when i tried again same problem it's just there's too much 
it's too competitive to try to keep up to date with daily posts about what's going on in film and, and entertainment. And back then, you didn't have 400 sites doing it. Uh, you had just a few, but it was still it was a lot of a lot of work. And you also didn't have WordPress. You had to do all the code yourself. So I had to learn all the code, and it just it was just a cumbersome process. Um, so what happened was we I was doing. Uh, I was still writing reviews and whatnot. You know, I've been a critic for a long time. Um, and I had a friend who asked me if I would help him start a podcast because I know technical aspects. I can learn technically very quick. And I already had a, a voice because of, of writing film reviews. So I went and looked into it, kind of saw exactly, you know, at that point, I really didn't listen to many podcasts. It was kind of a, still a burgeoning concept at the time. Um, and I started just doing research and trying to understand how to make a podcast, how to how to make one, how to edit one, how to post one, how to get it out there, how to get people to find you know everything you need to know about podcasts. And once I kind of got the hang of it with with my buddy's um, project, I was just kind of enamored with the idea that so I can do what I always wanted to do, which was create a podcast that was. Um, focused on film and television and looking at a, a, a film from a perspective of, you know, from a critical eye, but also just not being pretentious. I felt like every podcast that I did hear about film and television was pretentious. You know, they didn't seem to enjoy movies. They just wanted to tear movies. About. You know, I wanted something that would appeal to people who love Taxi Driver, but also people who love Transformers. You know, that was kind of my mental sales pitch. And so I just went from that and, and gathered three guys that I, I knew would would fit. And we started the Hollywood Outsiders a podcast and it kind of took off from there. And then I branched off and I've done several other projects since then, but I'm, I'm always still a part of the Hollywood Outsiders. So uh, obviously there, there have been probably some changes. Uh, how did you meet the current co-hosts, uh, Amanda Sink and John Davenport. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we've definitely gone through some changes. You know, we we started back in 2011 with um, um, Scott and Brian and Justin, and they're all three no longer with the show. They've over the years, Scott branched out and did his own. He's doing his own gaming podcast. Brian just got tired of doing podcasts, and Justin, um, sadly, he's actually passed away uh, not a couple of years ago. So we've, over the years, we've kind of built up um, a certain kind of show. So it was very hard to find the right voices for that. John Davenport was actually a former listener of The Hollywood Outsider and had a um, very touching story, which I I don't want to, it's not my place to share his story, but he had a very touching story as to how he came to the show and, and whatnot. And we just we started talking and became friendly over that. And then I just found by becoming friendly with him and friends with him that he had a great voice. So we brought him on, and he just is a natural fit. You know, he's a lot drier than I am. He can he's, he's very well informed. You know, he just he just fit. And then with Amanda, she's been on several things uh, for for many years. She does a Veronica Mars podcast, and and she does Smirk with me on that as well. She just, we, we were looking to add um, a perspective that we haven't had before, which is a female perspective, to be perfectly honest. And 
she just she had a natural fit. And, and I don't mean that like we had to have a woman on the show. It wasn't like that. We just felt like we've had only guys' perspectives for so long. It was time to have uh, someone that could, could look outside that box a little bit. And she, she definitely fit that mold. And she just brought an energy and a lightness to it, which made it a lot of fun as well. So they, they came to it naturally, actually. They just, just from being as part of, of our groups and, and on Twitter and just interacting. I mean, really, they're, they're a product of our Hollywood Outsider culture, I guess. So uh, being that you have three hosts on the show and you mm-hmm. have an episode every Wednesday, how do you record and edit your shows? I I imagine you must have a, a set time to do that, uh, you know, that that is prearranged, uh, you know, due to the fact that there are three separate lives and three separate personal lives on top of that and and work and so on and so forth. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always the tricky part, right? It's uh, it's a lot easier now, which is funny because you you think it would get more difficult as you went, but it's actually a lot easier now. We we have the same set time. We made it, you know, six o'clock on a Tuesday, and put the whole show together, and get it done. We're, we're usually done eight eight thirty something like that, and then they'll just edit it very first thing the next morning. It's really that simple. I I wish it was more. The old way took a lot longer, put it that way. But the way we used to do it seemed to, to, you know, I would be up until one or two in the morning because I'm, I'm a person where once I get done, I want to get it completed. I don't want to put it off. You know, a lot of people record and then release like three, four days later. I just, my mental capacity won't allow it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, as you mentioned before, you cover everything from uh, Transformers to Taxi Driver. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and the the show also the pod the podcast also has a companion website that you have a lot of interviews and reviews on there too. Uh, so you're probably just on the hunt for uh, good material and uh, great guests to have on as well, right? Yeah, I mean, we we actually used to have a lot more interviews, and and I've got a kind of a strict policy. I've had it same policy for years. Is if somebody is going to do an interview, I want it to. I prefer it to be somebody that's an independent filmmaker, because, and preferably a director or a writer. That's just how I am. Because actors, they get interviewed all the time. Uh, studio movies, they they're constantly. I mean, they're doing junkets. You just hear the same stories over and over. You never. Mm-hmm. You have a hard time like independent filmmakers and their journeys. And that's just kind of where I like to stick with, um, with interviews in terms of, of the reviews. Yeah. We, we do a lot of the, the general movies for, you know, we're on Rotten Tomatoes and whatnot, and we do a lot of the general reviews, but we also try to do independent film as much as we can. We go to South by Southwest every year and we do several film festivals and, you know, we try to, we try to mix it up. I really love the independent movies and the the directors and the uh, writers because they bring in a whole different perspective and a, a fresh voice. Whereas you know, like you said, you hear the same story over and over. Like for example, for the new uh, Rise of, of Skywalker. Although I'm obsessed and will be going to see it, 
I would much rather hear a story about how, uh, like for example, the Blair Witch Project was was created, you know, with with a budget of two hundred dollars or what or whatever the budget was, you know. So. <laughs> Did you listen to that one? That's a great interview with Eduardo Sanchez. Yeah. 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 I I love that movie, and uh, you know, at, during the time that the movie came out, I used to live in the Poconos in in the mountains. So my house was surrounded by trees. So after watching that movie, <laughs> I was freaked the hell out. So put <laughs> put a, a sale sign on the front porch and left. I'm done. Mount. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so, I was your neighbor, I even the little sticks. I just start leaving that randomly around your yard. Just a mess with you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, in regards to podcasting, I mean, it, the, like you said, when when you first got into the medium, it, it was a burgeoning, uh, you know, medium, I guess, and now it's. Mm-hmm. It's completely, you know, it's being saturated by a lot of different uh, podcasts. I mean, there are niches and then there are sub-niches and, you know, sub-sub-niches. So, uh, you know, I, of course, could tell the difference from the podcasts and, and stuff. But how would you characterize your podcast in, in comparison to the other uh, movie and entertainment um podcasts out there what what differentiates you would you say uh well man, it's hard like when we started it was easier because there weren't really really any shows that were doing it the way we were doing it now there's there's probably a lot more but we we try to have fun with it we're, we're not you know we might be film critics but we're not coming across like hello and then in this shot the light took so you know i just uh, <laughs> there's enough of those you know we don't need any more of those so ours is kind of, I don't want to say regular people because at this point podcasts do that to death. We're we're just like you doing the same. You know, that's not what it is. It's critics trying to be a little bit more open about the movies that we're seeing and trying to enjoy movies. I just feel like there's too many podcasts that try to find ways to dislike movies, and I just don't know why you want to talk about something you don't enjoy. We try to find right. the good in it. The most, not that we never say anything's bad because there's plenty of bad, but we try to at oh, least yeah. look for what what shines and, and try to have fun with it as well. And uh, I will say we really do our show a little different. We try to break it up, even though it might go hour, hour and a half. And sometimes, you know, you just had this marathon one. That's a special episode. But we, we always have, you know, so, like talking points at the beginning. We might have a fun little game in the middle to break it up, do reviews. And then we'll have one topic where we just kind of have a discussion about whatever. So we, we try to make it almost like a variety show in, in many ways. Yeah, well, I, you know, in in my past, I was a music journalist, and I come, you know, with the same approach. I came into it as a music lover, not trying to pick apart a, a particular song or a particular band's look or band sound. I went in it as a fan, and, you know, that's, that's how I kind of did my writing. I mean, I wouldn't review a show, you know, or a, a CD if I, you know, absolutely, um, you know, dislike the the band because 
that's not my job, you know. There's someone that's going to love it that that will give it a glowing review. Give it to that person. Don't give it to me. <laughs> you know, give me what right. I I want, you know. <laughs> so so I could give a, a perspective and, you know, show them that there's good music out there. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from in the respect of, of movies because I'm, you know, a, a television and movie lover myself. So it is nice to hear both sides, but, you know, not being too critical, like, you know, in regards to, like, how the scene was shot or, you know, what microphone they used or whatever, you know, <laughs> or how they could have shot the scene differently, you know, the acting or what or you know, whatnot. So. <laughs> I mean, these are all important factors, but the thing with what a lot of people don't understand when they look at film critics and like, well, so all these critics didn't like this bigger movie or all these critics love this kind of movie, but they don't get is a lot of times critics are assigned to movies. I mean, mm-hmm. if you work a major outlet, you're assigned, you know, that if you're a music journalist, you know that you're assigned, you're told you've got to review this album or you got to review this movie. Well, when that happens, oftentimes you'll get a critic that says maybe they don't like Marvel movies or maybe they don't like Scorsese movies, whatever it is, and they're assigned to it, well, what do you think the odds are? I mean, they're kind of going to lean toward whatever they already like. Now, a lot of major film critics already like independent film and already like Scorsese, so he's kind of got a... He's going to be all right. (laughs) But there's a lot of movies that are a lot more kind of... They don't have the voice yet. They don't have um, the base yet. So, you know, you don't really know where they fit. And if, you know, critics either don't want to take the time to review them because they're smaller films and they've got too many big budget titles to handle, or it's just not, not something they really would have cared about to begin with. then it can affect the review where we don't, nothing gets assigned. It's, do you want to review it? Do you want, you know, and we get a lot of independent movies and we'll either we'll review them or won't, but it's not going to be something that we're dead set against unless it's like a, principle like one of us might go see cats just on principle because that trailer was just so what was that you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so in, in regard to podcasting in general so um you know what are your thoughts on on the growth of of <laughs> the you know medium i i mean it's grown exponentially even in the last year year and a half two years especially with with like the uh you know bigger names getting involved in it i mean even netflix has their own podcast you know so uh it's it's difficult to get you know i do other podcasts and um i do one for westworld and one for the blacklist two tv shows like after show things and those have a, have a niche audience. So those are, are very popular right off the bat, like immediately they gather, they grab people because they like the show, so they're going to check out a podcast and so on. That's, that's easier to stand out. It's much harder now for other stuff to stand out. If you have like a unique idea or you have something different, or you know, even if you have something generalized, it's really hard for people to even find podcasts that, that are new anymore just because everything has already has somebody who has a Twitter follow following attached to it. So you're really fighting to, to get noticed if you start one now, which is, that's the honest truth. There's just too many celebrities <laughs> that are in the mix and it's very, very hard for independents 
to get their voice out. So what I would say to, to your question is I think it's very oversaturated right now with people just desperate for fame as opposed to people that actually are good at what they do. And I'm not knocking anyone. I'm just saying there are a lot of, of podcasts that are, they have somebody famous attached to it. They aren't very good, but they're going to take a ton of downloads away from somebody who's really good at a podcast, but just can't, doesn't have a voice or a, a name. Yeah, it, it's very celebrity driven now. And when mm-hmm. someone says a podcast, they're like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, I've heard this one with big name celebrity and big name celebrity and big name celebrity. And it's like, well, there are a ton of independence, you know, just like filmmaking or musicians or, or whatever uh, in, in the arts and entertainment that are, uh, you know, way better and deserve to be uh, spotlighted a little bit more. And that's what frustrates me a lot with a lot of, like, even the uh, podcast review sites. They only pick, like, the big names, and it's like there's, yeah. you know, there's, like, 500,000 independent podcasters who want to be heard too. So why don't you, uh, you know, talk about them for a minute, you know? So, (laughs) you know, because I subscribe to every podcasting uh, review site that's out there and it's very frustrating not to see uh, us represented, you know? So (laughs) that's one of the reasons. We, we, um, we don't, I don't understand. I mean, I look at all of the lists every time they come out, right? Top 10 podcasts. It's always the same ones. I mean, it's the same, and it's usually the same network behind half of them. So it's right. pretty predictable at this point. Right. Exactly. Exactly my point, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I had a, a previous podcast before uh, involving music, but I wanted to do something different, and I love podcasts, so I'm like, well, why don't I do a podcast that, like, you know, talks to other independent podcasters and get their voices out there, even though I'm not, you know, on the level of, of say, like, uh, Gladwell or, or any or anyone like that. At least, I, you know, there's an outlet for, for people wanting to, you know, get heard, <laughs> you know, so... That, that's why I started it, but you know, and that's great for doing that because that that is very important. You know, I I love being able to find new podcasts and especially independents because there's no advertising. And honestly, you know, when I started, that was where that's how word of mouth worked. You know, somebody listened to you, they told their friend, they told their friend, and so on and so forth. And to some degree, that still happens, just not as frequently. So anytime you can pass that along, especially with an independent uh, podcaster, it really really helps. Their, them grow. Now, what do you say with um, independent podcasting? Do you think social media has has helped out a lot? It's been, you know, in, in regard to like Twitter or Facebook groups or or things like that. Do you think that um, they've uh, you know brought a little bit more attention to uh, Hollywood Outsider or or any of your other podcasts in general? Um. The Blacklist Exposed, Twitter really helps because um, that show, the actors live tweet when when the episode airs a lot of times, and we know them, so we can tag them and whatnot. That that helps with brand recognition. 
in terms of Hollywood Outsider, yeah, it helped, but I, I will be perfectly honest. I mean, I, I feel like for a lot of people these days, they see when you post your podcast, they, you know, there's so many of them now. <laughs> you just kind of scroll on by. I don't think pe- not as many people are clicking on your Twitter links as they used to. Put it that way. Is what I mean. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. You got you ha- you have to have it. You can't not have a social media presence and have a podcast. You're just going to waste your time. You'll have six listeners and it's going to be your mom and your sister. And, you know, that's not going to help you out. <laughs> well, since you do, you know, several podcasts, how do you um, not get burned out? Is, is there, you know, from it, do, do you batch recordings or, or do you, like you said, you record and then edit and, and then move on. Do you take the time out to, you know, take care of yourself and do, I mean, obviously you do because you're alive, you know, but uh, just in general, like, do you, uh, what, what do you, what do you do when you get to the point of, you know, frustration or, because everyone faces it, you know, (laughs) so how how do you, how do you uh, resist the temptation to walk away? (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, at any one time, I've got like three podcasts going. Uh, Westworld's only like once every couple of years, so that's really not that big a deal. But I do Smirk, Blacklist Exposed, and The Hollywood Outsider, and then another thing I, I do once a month, which isn't a big deal. I ba- I really budget my time, and the the Blacklist one, it's only when an episode airs. So if there's no episode, I don't have to do a podcast. So, you know, that's basically that takes out six or seven months of the year, which makes it a lot easier. Uh, smirk I do and that one is we do that seasonal so we do you know 15 to 20 episodes a season and they're they're short they're only like a half hour when we do smirk and it's like you read a story and then you kind of talk about a topic it's it's um much easier to do because we can do like three in one sitting so you do three and then you're done for a while so it's like I said it's all about budgeting time Hollywood Outsider is a little harder because that is every week and you, you can't do them at once because you're reviewing movies that aren't out yet. So there's really no way to do that. So that's really the only one that really takes up a lot of my time. Um, and I just, I really balance it. And what we, what I started to do, I didn't do this in the beginning, the first four or five years, I never took a break. So I'm just like nonstop podcast, podcast, podcast. At some point you start to hear the word podcast and it's a trigger word, you know, and you're just <laughs> like, ah, I, don't want, I don't want to think about it again. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I try to make sure I take breaks um, because I do edit our show. And but Amanda and John both both do help. You know, they'll help with the posts and and promotion and all that other stuff. So the editing and I do, but they do help with other stuff. So I, I definitely take breaks where I never used to take a week off. Now I will definitely take a week off every month or two, uh, or a couple months at least. And around the holidays, we take, you know, two or three weeks off just because it's for sanity. And I used to, I think there's a mentality that podcasters have that you can't take a break because you lose your audience. They ha- they don't leave. They really don't. In fact, they probably listen to more episodes because they can get caught up because they haven't listened to everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely batch my episodes because, you know, December, especially December, because 
half of my family, which is is really small, they're all they're all their birthdays are in December for some bizarre reason. Um, people were, you know, like getting frisky in like I don't know February or January. I don't know, but <laughs> whatever. But um, <laughs> and then there, there's like Christmas or or you know the other holidays, and it's just like crazy. So. I, you know, like, I'm on, like, a mad, like, binge uh, interview schedule for at least, like, the next week, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I got it, you know, because you do need to take a break, too, because, you know, there's also, like, you have to go to the post office, and there's, like, a line around the block, and then, you know, there's all that other crap that's associated with, with, uh, you know, dealing with traffic and, and you know, other personalities and, and things like that. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get it. So, um, yeah, as far as the – I'm sorry? I said it's just balancing your time and trying to be wise about it. And it, it does help. Blacklist, I don't edit that show at all. So all I do is, you know, I do the format, but that's pretty easy to do. I can do that as I watch the show. And then I show up and I talk. So if I don't have to edit and I don't have to post, that makes it a lot easier to be able to do it. If I did have to do any of that, I wouldn't be able to do it at all. I, I just don't think I'd have the time. So I, I get the time factor. It doesn't matter of importance. <laughs> so I, in 2017, you actually, the podcast actually won an award. Um, what's the scoop on that? How did that happen? And uh, did you know that you were nominated or, or did it come as a surprise? Uh, yeah, there's the podcast awards every year. I, I think the website is podcastawards.com where you, your listeners actually nominate you. So you have to be nominated by your listeners to be a finalist and uh, you get, it gets down to 10 finalists for every category and we've been nominated before, but we had never won. So yeah, it was a surprise, a uh, pleasant, shocking surprise <laughs> for best TV and film. And it was, um, pretty pretty exciting we were pretty stoked about that and uh did you get anything or just the recognition <laughs> did you get like a little award set or you get an award it's a really nice one too it's uh like crystal and yeah it's a very very nice award and i've got it just a little little bit away from me i've actually got two i won one for blacklist and uh the academy of podcast um, podcast movement we won one from that one so i've actually got two that i can look at from here and feel like I accomplished something in my life. Oh, that's awesome. Great. So uh, you actually also have a, a Patreon, too, where people could get a little bit more of an inside look, uh, you know, behind the podcast. Mm-hmm. So tell people about that and how they could find it and, and what the benefits are. Oh, well, I'm, to, for Patreon, you can mm-hmm. – I mean, you can go – to the normal website, thehollywoodoutsider.com. There's a there's a link right there for it. Or you go to patreon.com slash thehollywoodoutsider. That's patreon.com slash thehollywoodoutsider. And it's it's just, it's a way to, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make money off it, really. It's just more to pay the bills. And you just donate. And if you support the show, there's different tiers and different tiers get you different benefits. There are actually, we do exclusive episodes specifically for Patreon, where we'll well, we have one kind of podcast called Bad Movie Night where we talk about a movie that critics have said it is a bad movie or audiences didn't like it. We think it's not so bad, so we'll we'll actually sit down and talk about that movie. We just had 
we just did Taking Lives, and we actually had the screenwriter for that movie come on, um, John Bokenkamp. Oh. And uh-huh. yeah, so that was that's very cool. And we we do a, a bonus episode as well for certain tiers. So, I mean, it's just something like, hey, we'll give you something extra. Thank you for supporting us. Here's a little something extra. I hope you know you guys like it. And we've actually got supporters that take the highest tier but don't want any of the benefits, which is weird to me, but I appreciate it. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, you're an independent podcast, and so you're basically self-funded. So any mm-hmm. little bit can help, even you know, even if it's a few dollars a month, you know. <laughs> Every penny counts. So. Yeah, and there's a lot of people the, that. There's a lot of people that have Patreon and don't, they don't offer anything bonus really, or they just offer an episode early and that's fine. I mean, if that works for them, great. I just have a hard time. I don't like asking for money to begin with. I mean, you know, we try not to do advertising because advertising can affect your, believe it or not, people say that it won't, but it affects your, your opinions because, you know, Disney's spending a lot of money on you. You start thinking a little different about Disney movies. So we, we try to stay away from it if we can. And that does help, but I, I just have a hard time taking money without giving something. So we, we try to at least give something back for it. Well, you also have merch that, you know, you have a t-shirt that I, I saw that says I'm a hoe. So, <laughs> so not yeah. personally. So, so what it means really is like, I'm a Hollywood outsider, right? I mean, but hoe as in Hollywood outsider, uh, that's what, that's yeah, how but- I take it. <laughs> That was a joke that grew faster than I expected. And um, people, for whatever reason, love that shirt. I get it. I like it. I think it's funny. Uh, oh, I think it's funny, too. But I can only imagine wearing it. And, so, you know, people making comments about it, too. You know, like, oh, really? How much? Or, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But that's just they usually being goofy. Are- no, they usually laugh. It's it's meant to be funny. It's meant to, you know, and, and start the conversation wherever you wear it. I can promise that. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, what would you say a common myth about podcasting is? A common myth about it? Yeah. Um, on, In which respect? Do you mean in terms of doing a podcast or, or like? I, I think either you could take it either way. Um a common myth about podcasting in general or a common myth about someone getting into podcasting? Like what, hmm. what? Uh, common, common myth. Well, I, definitely for pod, people that are, because probably a lot of people that listen to you are, are potential podcasters as well. One myth is you can't take breaks. I, I just don't like that myth at all. And I've never understood why it became prominent. But if you if you plan well, you you can definitely take breaks. If you insist on being every single week, just do your episodes at once and like like you said, you know, stockpile them, do it something something like that because you need to take a break or you're going to start hating it. Um, but that's a big myth that I I don't quite understand. Uh, and that you can't do it. I've heard a lot of people tell people if you don't have if you don't know how to do a podcast, you shouldn't do it. And I say bogus. You you can learn it. Just get out and learn it. If you have a passion for it, I mean a real passion, not just that you think it would be fun to hang out with your friends for a couple hours. Uh, you go learn how to do it, and you might be surprised. You might be a huge success. I've seen a lot of guy guys who've gotten monumental success off 
They just wanted to do a podcast about beer, and they were very passionate about it. And then suddenly, boom, they're they're getting a hundred hundred thousand downloads a, a week. You know, so you never know. Yeah, but you can't go into it thinking that you're going to be rich and famous overnight either. So it's no. a lot of hard work too. <laughs> it's a lot of work. There is a, I, I think there is probably a, a myth that podcasting isn't that hard, and it's only not that hard if you don't do it very well, is what I would say, because it, right. it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So now here's here's my fun question. Well, I have a couple. Um, okay. So. Right now, uh, right now, in, in the current time, what would you say um, your favorite movie and television show are? As, right now, like this year, right now, this time? Yeah. Or all, or all time? Well, all time is kind of tricky, but unless you have them. My, my favorite movie hasn't changed for most of my life. So Rear Window is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Favorite movie currently would be Knives Out. I think that's a fantastic movie. Everybody should see. Um, but, favorite TV? Oh, Woo. have you seen Knives Out? Yes. Oh, so good. Such a great, yeah, smartly is. written, really smartly written. It all works. It all plays. A TV yeah, show. And, favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. Oh, I was I was just going to mention Hitchcock is probably one of my favorite favorites ever. So. I, I agree with that. With with Rear Window, it's just amazing. <laughs> that the, the, everything about it is awesome. So, I agree. Yeah, I've I've seen that movie. Uh, I think a hundred and I I stopped counting around a hundred and forty times. I, I've seen it a lot <laughs> over my life. Uh-huh. Favorite movie, a TV show. Um, current right now, favorite TV show. That's that's. Really hard. It's probably still well. Game of well, Game of Thrones just ended. I, I would say Game of Thrones right now, even though people didn't like the last season. I did. So I would still say that's my favorite for the last decade, easy. And all time, honestly, I'm probably leaning towards Psych. Psych is probably my favorite TV show of all time because I rewatch that so much still. Yeah, that's a great. That's a that's a good TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I was a really I I'm like a crime uh like so I a lot of the TV shows that I watched that I really loved uh were uh like The Closer and then Major Crimes like just the two of those the the cast of both of those shows were amazing and a lot of them were the same people um and uh, you know, J.K. Simmons was in it, and Kira Sedgwick, and oh gosh, just uh, just a lot of just a lot of really great people. And uh, the following with Kevin Bacon was probably one of my favorite television shows too, even though it was on for three seasons. So, um, do, do you think that, that was a show oh, where I thought the first season was great? And then I wish they would have stopped at the first season. You know what I mean? Because I love that first season, and then I just felt like they lost where they wanted to go with it. Uh, maybe I still enjoyed it. Uh, I I currently right now Lucifer is probably one of my favorites, and Ozark is probably one of my favorites too, along with Stranger Things because it's very nostalgic. You know, and, and I'm going into like 
all of like Netflix's shows, <laughs> but the, it's uh, you know a lot of the content is really good on there too. So I I think Lucifer, all those shows were great. I love Ozark, especially how blue it is. But um, <laughs> Lucifer, I just I love Tom. Was it Tom Ellis? Right, that's his name. He's great. Yeah, he's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you could have dinner with any three actors or directors, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Ooh, dead or alive. Mm. I would uh, definitely say Alfred Hitchcock. I would love to. He's my favorite director of all time. I'd love to have dinner with him. Steven Spielberg would definitely make my list because he's made a lot of some of the greatest movies of all time. And then Kurt Russell, because he's my favorite actor of all time, and I just would love to sit and talk to him and admire his beard. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. (laughs) So uh, you mentioned it before, but how can people uh, locate uh, your podcast and listen to it? And um, how can they uh, make suggestions or um, give you feedback? Because I know a lot of podcasters love, love feedback, especially as independent ones. Absolutely. So I'm on a lot of podcasts. That, that's fair. Uh, go to thehollywoodoutsider.com. If you click on podcasts and look down, you'll see uh, Westworld and, and The Black Was Exposed and Presenting Hitchcock and Smurf. They're all links there. So one place and you can find it, thehollywoodoutsider.com. The email to contact us is feedback at com, or we have a Facebook group, which has a lot of great interactions in it and a lot of positive, fun conversations. That's on Facebook, The Hollywood Outsider. We're on Twitter at Why Popcorn. Why is our Twitter name different from our podcast name? Because you can't get Hollywood Outsider on it. You can't get, you know, it's just, we like Buy Popcorn. It's our tagline. We've used it for years. So that's, that's what our Twitter handle is. Awesome. So is there anything that I didn't ask that I should have asked you about podcasting or, or Hollywood Outsider? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, what, what you listened to it. So let me tell you, let me ask you, what, what did you like or dislike? I like criticism, so don't be afraid to critique it. What did you like about it and what didn't you like about it? Well, okay. Well, let me, um, preface this by saying there wasn't anything about it that I uh, disliked. So you, you've got that. Um, <laughs> I, I love the conversation between the three of you. Um, it's, you know, it's very um, lighthearted and fun, but I mean, you talk about socially relevant topics too. Like, you know, you were discussing, uh, Bill Cosby and the Me Too movement in in the decade recap, you know. So I mean, it wasn't all like, uh, ha ha, you know, punchline, punchline, punchline. But you know, it it touched on the subject and you moved on from there in in a, a pretty uh, cohesive way. It 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 flows, even though the episode was longer. It didn't seem like it was, you know overbearing to listen to because the three of you have, you know, honest critiques that are uh, thought out and spoken well. (laughs) That's, that's how I, you know, that's how I heard the show. So, and I enjoyed it. That's that's the best compliment, honestly. So I appreciate that. 
I just wanted a nice compliment. So I'm just fishing and I appreciate it. And thank God you didn't have anything you disliked because, you know, I would have cried. Just kidding. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you know, there there are so many podcasts that I listen to. And, you know, there are some that I like more than, than others. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. But so far, the um, you know, the people that I've spoken with have, you know, a lot of value, you know, if it's a history podcast or a podcast about animals or a podcast about space or physics or food or whatever, I I think there's a lot of really, really wonderful content out there. So if there's something that I could find that I can enjoy, I mean, my uh, playlist is, is pretty huge. So I I try to uh, diversify as much as I possibly can, uh, you know, so I'm not in one niche. But, you know, that's that's the cool thing about it, too. If I want to listen to a movie podcast or a TV podcast, I know where to look, you know, and that's that goes for the other uh, genres out there, too. So that's how, that's how I feel. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how many... And, and and I mean this sincerely, like so many independent podcasters are doing things and have ideas that I never would have even thought of. And there, there's there's a lot of great ones out there. You just got to kind of dig to find them. A lot of interview shows and whatnot. But there's a lot of like really specific niche. You could find something on unicorns, I'm convinced, if you really wanted to. And it'd probably be, you'd find one that was done really well. And I think that's fantastic that we have that now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we go, do you have anything else that you'd like to share about people listening to this podcast who are just discovering yours or to people that have listened to you for a long time who are tuning in because you're on the show? Oh, uh, well, anybody that's a long-time listener, thank you for always listening. And I honestly, I have a lot of supportive fans, and that's fantastic. I ah, Fantastic. I made a pun. Didn't even mean to. It's uh, – it's something that I will I will never whenever I whenever I quit this I'll never forget that just because it's really meant the world to me and you know even when times have been rocky or we've had people leave the show or new people start the show fans have always been supportive they've always been wonderful which a lot of podcasts don't have that you know if they change hosts you know a lot of people will just abandon them and like I don't it's not the same. I think we've been we've been pretty consistent for the most part that people still enjoy the Hollywood Outsider and they like the kind of show it is and we have the right voices in place and and honestly I I think it just keeps getting better to be perfectly honest so I to people that are listening for that I say thank you thank you thank you because you're the only reason I'm still doing it and to the people that have never tried it before sorry if you like movies or TV. Let's give it a shot. I mean, I really I'm proud of our show. I think we have a lot of variety. You can find just about any topic you can think of will be covered at some point. We do a lot of fun stuff. We do movie battle royale where we try to find the best movies of certain categories. We do weird movie games where we try to make things a little creepy with innuendo. It's just like a lot of things that we do on this show to try to have fun and also uh, respect the, the craft of filmmaking and hopefully introduce you to a bunch of movies you never would have thought about. Excellent. I, I really love the conversation and I'm so glad that we finally got to talk. 
<laughs> and and uh you know learn about Hollywood outsider and you know find a, a new uh podcast to listen to you know in in regard to especially uh film and television because uh, again there are so many out there and um the three of you uh, have a really good rapport with each other and and like i mentioned it it's a a fun way to look at things rather than being critical all the time. So thank you again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the interview. Thank you. And to everyone listening to your podcast or mine, have a great day and we'll catch you soon. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.